What's up everybody, it's Dan from Binder Boneyard coming at you from the office. Uh, it is November now, it is cold outside and uh, you probably hear a little background noise uh, that is the office heater coming off and on because uh, it's cold, it's chilly. Um, so we're going to talk about, uh, you know, putting the rigs in storage getting them tucked in for the winter but uh, first I just wanted to thank everybody that's still listening still hanging on the subscribers um, all the the people that still talk about the podcast and share the episodes and all that I I am grateful for um, the patreon donators you guys are great uh, super appreciative of that um, you know every little bit helps and so it's it's great to get those donations and uh, just helps keep everything going so you know I just enjoy dispelling my 20 plus years of experience and whether it's right or wrong um, you know most people tell me <laughs> if I'm wrong or right but uh, you know it just helps helps a lot of people so anyway I uh, really appreciate all the support all the uh, feedback I get and um, you know just grateful just super super grateful so anyway we will get going here on our topic today which is putting putting your rig into storage and I know you guys in the Midwest and East Coast it's weather's turning you know i've seen the facebook posts where guys are putting their tops back on and and that kind of thing so you only have a few more weeks before the road starts getting salted and you really got to put the trucks away um you don't want to you don't want to be running your scout around in the in the salt but we'll talk about that later um so initially you know you're gonna you've been driving it let's just say you know from a daily driver or a weekend cruiser standpoint you are going to put it away for the winter which is you know what four months maybe five months i, I don't, depends on where you live but this is geared towards the new scout owner new international owner in the midwest east coast um you southern guys can just shut up because you get to drive them year round but uh, <laughs> the east coast guys um first step is make sure that you have a full tank of gas you want to be topped off full um because the fuel tanks if you have metal tanks like to rust they're bare metal inside and if you have a half a tank of fuel and it's humid um, even if you're fortunate enough to park your rig in a garage um, it, you still got humidity in there and so what happens is that section of fuel tank that's above the fuel level um, is is exposed to the atmosphere um, you know it vents there's there's air in there from somewhere and uh, it will it has moisture and 
it will cause it to flash rust. And it's not normally a problem on rigs that get driven all the time because you're constantly filling it and emptying it, filling it and emptying it. But when it's going to sit for five months in, you know, 90% humidity, the, uh, you'll get condensation inside the tank and moisture and whatnot, and it'll rust. And then, you know, a se season will go by, you know, next year, and then you'll drive it and you'll shake that rust loose, loose and, and then, you know, maybe it'll make it through the fuel, fuel filter, who knows, but you do it enough times and eventually you end up with a hole in your fuel tank. Um, so it's most helpful to have a full tank. Uh, the other thing that's super important is, if possible, you want non-ethanol fuel. The ethanol fuel turns into gum um, after it's been sitting for a little while. It doesn't hold as well as traditional fuel, um, and, and it does terrible things to your fuel system as well. So. So step one is full tank of non-ethanol. If you can't get non-ethanol for whatever reason, you're California or some shit, just um, you can get fuel stabilizer that helps hold it. But really non-ethanol is, is what you want. So if you're going to take the rig down, I say fill it up with non-eth, try and burn off half a tank and then refill it again with non-ethanol and that should dilute it down enough that the ethanol in it won't do as much damage um and then you know if you're just bringing it down for the season i would you know let it run make sure you got plenty of that non-ethanol in the carburetor and uh and then you should be good to go and uh, same with you guys with fuel injection um, everyone thinks that fuel injection is just like the end all of fuel systems, but you still, injectors will get gummed up. You know, they've got tiny passages and tiny orifices in them that can get gummed up by the ethanol as well. That gummy stuff just gets into everything. So, um, even you guys running your FIs, your snipers and your Hamiltons or whatever, um that you really should have non-ethanol in there if you're going to store it for for the year um the other thing i would recommend is doing an oil change uh if you've got you know if you're at 2500 miles or whatever change oil if you're at you know 500 miles you can probably get away with it but um you know there is um, carbon and other, I don't know what you call it, uh, acidic properties to old oil that um, can create corrosion and issues inside the motor uh, when they sit for long periods of time. Uh, so, you know, it's it's a good idea to put fresh oil in there so if it's going to sit all winter at least it's got good clean oil in all the passages and all the bearing surfaces and stuff um you know just you just can't be too sure and then it's nice you know that you know it's going to be full up to the line or the seven quarts or whatever you put in 
Um, you know, and then water. Good oil, of course. But, you know, fresh fuel, fresh oil change with a good filter. Make sure all that's up. You know, depending on the type of tires you have and depending on where you're parking it, I like to recommend you put it on jack stands um, just to keep the tires from getting flat spots. Um, keeps the just keeps the weight off the wheel bearings because believe it or not, if it sits in one spot for several months, you can actually develop a divot uh, in the wheel bearings where the roller is pressing on the race and can create a, a divot. I've seen I've seen that a couple of times on trucks that have been sitting for you know 20 years and you go to do the wheel bearings on them or something and they'll have like it'll be lumpy from where it sat for years and years so um that would be something i would consider too just like i say for the sake of the tires um put it on some jack stands just get some cheap whatevers and get it elevated off the ground just a little bit um if you cannot get non-ethanol gas, I would recommend that you run the carburetor out of gas, run the carb dry. If you can you know, unhook the fuel line and then start the scout and start the rig and run it until it runs out of fuel. Um, you don't want that ethanol in the, in the fuel system. Um, you run a little bit of carb cleaner through it while you're running it out of gas. But, uh, you know, that's keep that carb cleaned out. Um, so now you're, you got a tank, full tank of fuel, you got oil in it, it's elevated. Disconnect the battery, both sides, negative and positive, disconnect it. Uh, you know, you can leave it in the scout if you want. Um, I'd even take it all the way out just so that if you know there's some rust under the battery or maybe you've got a questionable battery, it's got a little bit of corrosion or acid leaking out of it, you get it out of there, you can treat those battery cables, treat the fuzz that might be growing under the battery, uh, and then you're ready for next year. And then the battery won't keep chewing away at it uh, over the course of sitting in your garage. Um, and it's worse if they're sitting outside, of course. Um, you know, being out in the weather just accentuates all the problems and leaks and everything else. Be careful if it is outside and you've got it covered. Um, you know, tarps will chew up paint really fast. Um, they hold moisture under the tarp if you aren't careful or you have a really crappy Harbor Freight tarp. It'll it'll trap moisture under it and create even more problems. So. Um, you know, really just make sure that it's sealed up good if it's sitting outside. Um, and then that brings me to your coolant. Um, make sure that it is up to snuff. Make sure that it is not older than five years. Um, if it is, you really need to flush your cooling system and get some fresh 50-50 in there. If you're in the really terrible part of the country where it gets down to negative 50 uh, and your rig has to sit outside 
you might want to look into like you know 60 40 mixture um but really if it's inside 50 50 is good is good it's what you want but you know fresh distilled water fresh green coolant again that helps you know protect the motor and then keeps the you know doing a flush will keep the sediment and rust and stuff out um you know and all this is good for when you go to fire the thing back up in march or april um you don't have to worry about all this stuff you're not gonna have to worry if the block if the block cracked or you've pushed a freeze plug out or if the you know shape the oils in or or you know your fuel or any of that stuff you will have you know already taken care of it so again it's going to sit make sure you got good coolant so you don't have to worry about it uh, if you are in an area that has a lot of rodents and things like that you might want to put a couple of blocks of you know rodent killer uh, on the frame rail like between the body and the frame uh, don't put them inside the truck because the last thing you want to do is draw the critters into the cab of the truck because they smell the, the bait and then they die in there or or get in there chew through some wiring and then decide to eat your bait um, now keep the bait on the outside like I say, between the frame rail and the body is a good place. There's usually a gap there. Most of the small critters, the mice and stuff, that they can fit in there and, and still get it. Um, if you've got big holes and there's a chance that a rat can get in there or a cat or, you know, a grizzly bear, plug it with something. Put some, you know, rubber floor mats or something to keep an animal from from getting into the cab of the, of the rig because it will just wreak havoc especially if it goes unchecked for three or four months um you know you just you're just asking for trouble you know letting a the neighborhood cat sleep in your scout for six months um so you know the bait that you use if you're going to use mouse killer or whatever make sure that you know you're your dog or the neighborhood dog can't get at it though you don't want to you don't want to end up being the guy that killed the neighborhood animals um so just make sure that's good and then um you know like i said fresh gas oil change check your coolant pull the battery uh, i don't like battery tenders uh when they sit for months and months like that i mean yes they're good that's what they're for they maintain it but i feel like they're a maintainer for when you're going to be driving it you know every other weekend they shouldn't be used as a long-term solution for uh, battery storage uh, it's just not good and like i said you got a battery in the truck and let's say you get a critter in there something happens they chew through a wire and then something catches on fire and it's in your garage and now you have a garage fire so again just pull the battery it just get your hands a little dirty get a half inch wrench whatever pull the battery out and 
put it in the garage, put it somewhere else, put it on your workbench, put it under the scout on a piece of cardboard, whatever. Just, if it's gonna sit, take the battery out. Um, and then, I, you know, if you do have a mouse problem, you might wanna consider stuffing some rags into the tailpipes. Uh, I don't know how many critters we've flushed out of exhaust systems, you know, when we get the trucks going after they've been sitting for a while. You know, you plug your tailpipes uh, if you're concerned about getting animals in there because they might not cause a lot of damage, you know, as far as to the truck, but it's hard on the motors when you fire them up and the exhausts are packed full with acorns and, and house insulation. So, um, you know, I would consider plugging the exhaust pipes if it's going to sit. Uh, make sure the motor is sealed up. Make sure that you, know, you don't have an open air cleaner animals going to get down into or your dust or debris gets down in there. Um, and then, of course, wherever it sits, make sure you've got a pan or piece of cardboard or carpet or something under it because you know it's going to leak. It's going to drip. It's going to do whatever. And uh, and the last thing, again, you know, is it, four months from now you go to fire it up and you've got to crawl under it or do something and there's puddles of oil or whatever else under there and, you know, you can't just get gross working on it. So crawl under there when, when you park it and wipe up all the big drops and the gunk and, and all that and then put your carpet under there, your cardboard, and be ready for next year. Uh, and it saves your garage floor because that's, it can create a lot of grossness too if you let it leak all over the place all the time. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think that really about covers, covers the bases as far as putting your rig into storage. Uh, you know, if the doors lock, I would lock the doors, keep the neighborhood kids out of it, um, keep your own kids out of it, because you never know what happens. I, you know, when I was a kid, I broke the shifter off my dad's '68 Ford pickup, uh, jumped, <laughs> jumped off the seat, and uh, grabbed a hold of the shifter lever like I was going to do a. a you know, monkey bars or something, and I broke that shifter right off. So, kids do crazy things. Uh, so, like I said, if you can lock the door, if they lock, um, it just keeps the inside less less apt for damage. Um, so, and again, like I said, if you cover it, you know, be careful because uh, if it's got any kind of wind on it, it'll flapping of the cover will wear the paint down if you've got decent paint if it's in the garage and you know it's got good paint then you can get a, a traditional car cover for them and throw on there and, and be okay um yeah um i think that's about it really when you put it on jack stands keep the tires from going down or if they do go down so there's a good there's a a reason I just remembered a lot of you guys have tight spaces and you will put things under your truck while it's in storage uh, or on top of it too I've seen that which I hate seeing but 
you know, your scout becomes a storage unit for five months. And I've seen people put stuff under their rig and then a tire will go flat over the course of two months. And then whatever they had under the truck gets smashed or flattened out <laughs> or whatever's on the truck slides off and gets broken. So the jack stands underneath uh, is good safety for your other stuff. Um, the last thing you want is to have some collateral damage or have your tire go flat and the rocker or the door sit down on your kid's tricycle and scratch the hell out of the door or something like that. So um, putting it on jack stands is a, is a good way to make sure that it stays stable and sturdy and, and nothing happens um, in that respect. So, yeah. Um, just trying to think if there's anything I've missed. I don't think so. I think that's, uh, that covers all the high points. Um, Non-ethanol gas is a really big one. Um, I'd really encourage people to, to do that. And if you can't, get some fuel stabilizer. Try and run through the system. Um, and then, yeah, just put your baby away for the winter and, and be ready for uh, next spring and get it out. And, so come come March or April, I'll have a podcast about how to take them out of storage. So anyway, hopefully you took something away from the podcast. Hopefully uh, you enjoyed it. Uh, if you have any other questions, you can always hit me on the socials uh, and I'll try to follow up with something I wasn't clear about in the podcast. But otherwise, um, thanks everyone. Thank you for the support. And until uh, next time, I'm Dan for Binder Boneyard. Thank you.